The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to our podcast and our live stream devotional. Thanks again for joining us as we continue to study the Word of God. Again, we're looking through the book of Ephesians. Uh, We've been taking a little more time because we've been walking through just a couple verses dealing with the spiritual warfare and the armor that we've been told to put on. And we're going to continue to do that. And actually, again, going slowly through this, I'm actually going to take two episodes to deal with the verse we're going to look at today. So he says in verse 16, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16, uh, Paul puts this down under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He says this, Above all, taking the shield of faith, whereby we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We'll talk about the fiery darts tomorrow. What I want to look at today is the shield of faith. Uh, There's two things in there. He told us to take up the shield, and then he talked about faith. So I'm going to describe the shield a little bit, and then we're going to finish off with the idea of faith. A shield is something, please understand, it's interesting. Every other part of the armor we're supposed to wear, we wear. It's always there. We always have it on. The shield is something we pick up when it's necessary. Shield is usually two and a half feet wide by about four feet long. One unique thing about the shield, is God depicts it. Uh, in, in, the, in the soldier in the Roman times or in the, the Bible times, you might have seen this on some on movies or TV programs. The shield was great when you could protect from, from arrows and swords and things of that nature. But one of the things that made the shield very unique is if a large group of people got together, and they overlap their shields, at least on the edges. The shield that protects you now can protect a large amount of people becoming a wall. Can we just give you a simple principle? God has designed the Christian life to be like that shield. When you're alone, it's gonna have limited coverage. When you surround yourself with other people, at least godly people, uh, you are going to find that you're gonna have greater strength and you're gonna have greater faith. You can't live alone. The Christian life was never to be alone. And listening to this and watching this is great, but people are part of that growth. Getting around and seeing the strengths and weaknesses and growing and being encouraged by others, that is part of what God wants. So he he helps us to understand the shield. But then he says we're to pick up the shield of faith. And I want to take most of the time here now and talk about this idea of faith. We we could spend forever on it. We actually just a couple weeks ago preached a message on it. But what I want to do is I want us to look through, uh, let me explain. So one of the things I do when I'm studying for this and most things is I read a lot of other books, uh, commentaries and books who've done this. And I read a book um, on the spiritual warfare by a pastor named Tony Evans. He does a great job with it. And so much of what I'm going to read and discuss over the next few minutes comes from his book. Um, I do that because I'm telling you it's encouraging to me and I could try to rewrite it. What's the point? I'm just going to share with you what I've learned from him that I think that's encouraging to me. So uh, first of all, we're told to take up the shield of faith in the evil day. So when is the evil day? Can I read what he said? The evil day is the day when all hell breaks loose in your life. When you are under attack, it's when the finances are so low, you don't know how you're going to make it through the end of the week. It's when you've lost your job and there is no new job in sight. It's when you're breaking down emotionally and have lost your passion for life. It's when your marriage seems hopeless and your kids have turned away, your health deteriorates, or your future looks bleak. It's when your friend has betrayed you, you're overcome by an addiction or impulse. Your life seems to deliver any other piercing stab. That's the evil day. I think the way he puts it's phenomenal. And it's self-explanatory. So let's talk a little bit about the idea of understanding faith. He says, we can look at some scripture. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But can we, can we just give you some thoughts about faith? We understand, most of us, the Bible. 
that faith is not what I can see. Faith is what I believe in. You know, it's a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I put my faith in God, trusting, based upon Him, not in circumstances we mentioned. So, can we look at this? So, what is faith? Simply the most best definition I've read by Tony Evans, he says this, Faith is acting as if God is telling the truth. Faith is is acting if God is telling the truth. I read the word of God. We mentioned back at truth. Truth is not what. Truth is who. Truth is Jesus. Jesus in John 1.1, 1, 1, in, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. The same was the beginning with God. God's word is what we have. It's his physical form from God. And so we read his word inspired by God. And that is the truth. He is the truth. His teaching is what we follow. So we look at all of that teaching and we say, well, my faith is just believing that what God has told me is true. Faith is directly tied to an action done in response to revealed truth. So it's literally faith is seen by, by obeying or, or an action response to reveal truth. What truth comes, will that truth compel me? Will that truth give me comfort? Will that truth help me to move on? Will that truth help me to be able to find peace, find comfort, be willing to obey? You know, and James, faith that works is dead. It's interesting to note in Ephesians that truth is mentioned before faith. What's well, a simple reason why? If I can't establish what is truth, then I have nothing to my faith in. The reason many people today battle with the idea of science, trust the science, is because it's been twisted so much and pulled from its original. It's been used, generally speaking, to fit a political realm. We want science to change so that we can have our beliefs. It's been pulled from the Bible, pulled from any valid truth at all. And so we have little faith in it because the truth is gone. We can have faith in the Word of God, have faith in God, because we know that's the source of truth. Because we know that, then we can have faith. If you don't know the truth, or if you don't act on the truth, then the shield you use is impotent. In order to have faith, you must know and respond to truth. As we saw, either truth is fundamentally God's viewpoint on the matter. What God says is what it is. So too many of us are hoping to get a little more faith, then things will happen. We miss a very important truth. Catch this. Faith is only as valuable as the thing to which it is tied. If I don't really believe in God and believe in His truth, my faith will be weak. So, for example, if your faith is tied to your feelings, that is, if you only have as much faith as you feel you can, then that will be very empty faith. You might feel entirely full of faith, but take no actions in response to the faith because you really don't believe what you say you feel. And you're nervous. Your emotions are up and down here and there. And so if my Christian life is solely based on my emotions, then I'm going to be limited in what I can do. Because, well, my emotions, I mean, I'm strong till I get in the car to go obey. I'm strong till I got to put the money in the offering plate or till I have to do this. I'm strong until I have to act on it. My emotions get nervous and then my faith is gone. If my faith is tied to my feelings, it'll be weak. Here's what Tony Evans said. Faith is never based on how much faith you feel. Faith is always based on your feet. What you do in response to what you believe. Faith is acting on the truth whether I feel like it's good or not. It's not acting in truth whether I like it or not. It's also acting in truth. It's not acting in truth whether I agree with it or not. It's just truth. Simply put, faith is a function of mine that shows up in my feet. So here's a simple example. If you watch a movie... 
Sometimes you're compelled by the actions. If, if it's a really emotional one, maybe there's tears, if it's exciting, woo, if it's a horror movie, you say, well, it's not real, I know that, but you're up at night wondering if it's going to happen. You see how it works? What we feel compels us. But I have to understand that faith cannot be based on a feeling. If I truly know something, not that I believe by faith, I know it, it should compel me to action which means I should be able to step out and do it. My emotions are going to say, not all, my emotions will not always agree with me, but that's okay because we are human people. Our emotions can be fearful and all that. So we must recognize that it's faith over my feelings. When we allow our faith to be defined by our feelings, we become confused. Faith must have an objective standard by which it is defined, and that is truth. In fact, when faith operates by an objective standard of truth, it will eventually dictate our emotions rather than the reverse. All right? Here's the point. When I'm strong enough on my faith just to believe it as it is, it'll start to control my emotions. That's the premise. Instead of my emotions controlling me and I, I can't go out because of fear or I can't give this because of inflation or I, I can't obey because of this and I can't witness because of this and I can't do all the things that I believe I'm supposed to do because of, my feelings now dictate my faith. But when I really, really firmly believe the truth of the Word of God and God's promises, Ultimately, as I continue to follow that, my faith begins to dictate my feelings. I'm no longer fearful, as fearful, I'm no longer controlled by it because faith is compelling me, not my feelings. That's what you want to drive for. That's what you want to drive for. And by the way, uh, in a minute, in next tomorrow, we'll talk about how that shield of faith helps us in the fiery darts of the wicked, and we'll talk about that later. But let me encourage you, this is a key. We can talk about faith, what is faith, how to understand faith, but the idea of faith in action as we read, as we look through today, powerful truths. I hope you consider these things. I hope you evaluate these things. Maybe there's been a lot of things I've read, so maybe you need to listen or watch those again to get it. Uh, let me encourage you that this is, this is some of the great, most practical truths you're going to get on this, and I really hope it's something that compels you, inspires you to step out, not on feelings, but on faith, and see what God can do. One of the things, I missed it somewhere in here, but here's a simple point. You've already been given all the faith you absolutely need to follow God. The question is, are you going to act on it? Catch that? You've already been given all the faith you need to follow God, but are you going to act on it? Will you act on it today? I hope you will. Thanks again for joining us on, I believe it'll be this Thursday morning. What a wonderful privilege it is to be in God's Word. We're glad you're with us. Hope you join us again tomorrow as we finish off the week together.